You're listening to What the Business, the business podcast where I interview independent business owners about success, failure, and all the moments in between. My name is Josie Barrick, and I'm your host. Today on the podcast, we have Jessica from Juniper Event Co. She is a wedding and event planner based out of Toronto, and she and I got chatting about all things wedding, all things industry, the kind of ebbs and flows of it all, and so much more. We talk a little bit too about COVID and how that's affected the year for people in the wedding industry specifically and so much more i really hope you guys enjoy this episode and yeah enjoy so thanks for doing this yeah no problem (laughs) for having me yes so um i'm jess and uh i own uh juniper event co in toronto so uh we're a small boutique event planning um company and we specialize in weddings and private events um but yeah stick with mostly weddings um founded in 2017 so initially uh started it because when i was in the process of getting married myself um i thoroughly enjoyed the planning process and not a lot of people can say that and all of my friends and family thought I was absolutely crazy uh, but I really enjoyed um, the organization component but also just building the design and creating something beautiful and creating a special day not only for myself and my now husband but you know for our family and friends to enjoy um, so yeah yeah that's that's me <laughs> yeah and you have a partner right I do so my- or like what yeah, what's the <laughs> so um my friend and I initially started it together. Um she uh she and I both had a background in, you know, events and and design and communications. Um when I was getting married, she was helping me out a lot with um some of my stationery and just ideas and she was she loved to collaborate and all that kind of stuff too. So I was constantly leaning on her for for that and when well, after the wedding, we were kind of joking, like, oh, my gosh, maybe we should start our own company. Um, so when we got when I got back from my honeymoon, um, like, oh, you know what? Like, hey, why not? Why not do this? I was kind of in a period, like a transition phase. And I was like, OK, maybe I maybe I should start this up. Um, so we had initially started it out together. And um, Lisa's still involved, but she she jumps on more of his uh, day of support. So she does day of coordination and okay. she does graphic design as well for our clients. Um, so the day to day is primarily me. I engage with all of our clients so she jumps on more for for day to day and she does um, day of coordination um, sometimes she takes on month month of coordination clients as well and she does our graphic design so um, a lot of our couples will need you know stationery for a day of as well as invitations things like that so she um, she's really wonderful at that so she jumps on for doing that but I take on more of the day-to-day so um, everything else that's behind the scenes including design and full uh, end-to-end planning will be um, more so me how many weddings a year do you average? So we're still fairly new, um, but pretty lucky in the grand scheme of things. Um, so this would have been our third summer. So on average, probably 10 to 15 weddings a summer. Um, yeah. 
was hoping for, you know, a few more to kind of sprinkle in. But as uh, because you do get quite a few of those last minute brides who are like, oh, my gosh, it's coming up (laughs) now and I don't know what I'm doing. Can I have some help? So um, unfortunately, we're not getting any of those this summer. And a lot of our 2020s have been pushed to 2021. But um, but yeah, on average that I think that's a pretty comfortable spot, um, especially for the larger packages where you're doing all the design work and sourcing. yeah, for sure. No kidding. Um, how do you manage with that many weddings to plan when it all comes down to it? I guess the prep is probably a lot less work than the month leading up to each wedding. Well, no, not necessarily. So the prep component, if you're planning a wedding end to end, there's a lot of work that goes into it. So the day of month of is really just kind of like finalizing all of that and tying it all together, all the loose ends. So when I'm dealing with a a couple that I've been working with for the last year or year and a half to put together their day, um, you know, it really starts with just like a sit down meeting and getting to know each other. That's the most important thing for me is to really know what the couple is about. So how they met and their engagement story and what they do for fun and um, you know what their personal style is. So I'm not just going to be pulling things from Pinterest or like <laughs> a wedding book of like, this is what a wedding should look like. Like peonies are beautiful, but that's not that's not what it's about right so I want to infuse your day with a little bit of you um and that's what makes it special those little those little moments right um so it'll start with something like that uh and then from there based on the information and the design that we create together I'll pull vendors and um and all of that to to put together the day perfectly so find your photographer um your florist your venue your caterer all of these little elements so it sounds like it's very simple just to book these things and say, okay, cool, now it's done. Um, but it's a lot of work leading up to that month of, and then you begin the coordination process, which is also considerable a considerable amount of work too. So yeah, yeah. Then the day of is like showtime. You yeah. get to see all of the work that you did put together, and it's all this design just come to fruition, and it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful day for everybody. So mm-hmm. yeah. That's awesome. It's funny hearing people talk about that because I, as a wedding photographer, only experience the day of. So I only get to see like the final product. Um, So it's kind of fun hearing about all the prep work that's involved um, in the actual designing and planning and coordinating and timeline planning everything all that stuff (laughs) there's so much that goes into it to make sure that everything's like flowing and everything looks cohesive and feels easy and wonderful um but yeah as you said like as a photographer you come in on the day and you see all the magic and then the most of your work comes afterwards with the editing so yeah yeah, it's it's like after I'm finished the one I'm like oh okay good now (laughs) gone done to the next one and then I wait for the beautiful photos to come through so yeah (laughs) so what was your work experience before starting this company So it's a bit funny. I come from a different kind of background. Um, Truthfully, Um, I had a lot of experience in hospitality and a bit of experience in interior design as well, because that was just a bit of a passion for me. So those two hand in hand, I felt like, okay, great. Yeah, I can tackle this industry. No problem. Um, Prior to jumping into this industry, I and I still am, I'm an actor. Um, So I went to theater school, I studied acting for a long time, I still work as an actor here in Toronto. And this is a a second career that I had started um, 
just for that, like to have a second career to get myself out of the restaurant industry where I had a lot of that experience in hospitality and doing events and things like that. Um, but I didn't want to be working in that industry my whole life. And I wanted something else that I was also passionate about. So when I found that I was passionate about this industry, because it's just like, I mean, is there anything better than like beautiful things and love? Like, I don't <laughs> no. think so. Um I sort of delved into this side. Um, but yeah, it's a part of my life. It's not my full life, but it definitely has become more full time than I would have anticipated. Um, and I'm quite happy about that. I'm happy about the way that the business has grown and um, that I can be a part of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Hospitality is grueling, to say the least, <laughs> in my experience. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I um, mean, I worked in hospitality for a very long time, even as I was starting the business, because it takes a long time to begin a business and, and start seeing any money come through. So um, even in that first year, uh, <laughs> I was still working in, in hospitality and in that industry. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a good industry to learn. Uh, calm under pressure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, time management. Uh, yeah. I learned a lot about food and wine and and service, which is also so important yeah. as a planner to know when you know courses should be going out and uh, and all that kind of stuff. So even even little things like that, I do think that it was very valuable even for this industry. Yeah, for sure. Um, what were some challenges you faced when you first started a company? <laughs> um. I think ultimately the biggest challenge was being the new kid on the block, like not having any connections, not having any portfolio, <laughs> uh, those kinds of things you say, okay, you just, and I was really one of those people who just jumped into it. I know a lot of other planners probably were a bit more strategic. You know, they went and they did the, the wedding planner Institute of Canada course, um, to become certified and then they networked and then they interned and then they did this and that. And I was just like, no, no, this is what I want to do. And I was just like, let's create an Instagram account. Let's create a website, which, you know, that was the path that I took. Um, yeah. I'm not saying that it was the right path or the wrong path. Um, uh, it's, it was an interesting way to do it for sure. So I would say, um, it did, the, the the hardest step for me was, yeah, just to build a portfolio and build a brand for myself. But once I was able to do that and kind of have some photos of my work um, and start a brand, people started following and people started paying attention and wanting to work with us. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's awesome. And then what's what would you say is your biggest challenge now? Now that you're a few years in, you have some steady <laughs> clients. <laughs> um biggest challenge now is to continue just to continue to grow and stay creative I think um you never want to take a step back right in your business and at the beginning I can honestly say yeah we started small I you know the first two weddings we did were for free because they were for friends of friends and we needed to build a portfolio and then um you know, we started with that, uh, but now, and, and we were constantly getting like 20% family and friends discounts. Like, so for the first year, it was like a shock that we even made any money. I was actually surprised at how many weddings we were able to book, but we would use resources like, you know, like the Facebook, like wedding zones and things like that to, to, um, to promote ourselves and say like, listen, we're giving 20% off, come and meet with us. Da, 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 da. And we met a lot of amazing couples that way. Um, but now like this again like being the third year it was a, a struggle to say okay like what am I worth what is my time worth and to kind of stand by that mm -hmm. 
and not accept that, oh, well, you know, like, will you give us 20% off and this kind of stuff? Like, you need to be able to, I think that there's a lot of power in no, but then there's also a lot of, sometimes I think, oh, no, like, if I, if I had just kind of given in, then, you know, maybe I would have gotten that extra wedding, but um, it's coming down to a point of quality versus quantity now for me. Um, I want to work on the weddings that I want to work on uh, with the people that I want to work on um, who believe in what we do, um, yeah. that we're there to make the, their lives easier and that they can trust us, right? So yeah. um, I think that that's kind of the struggle right now to like continue to build a brand and um, and do it the way that you want to do it without kind of compromising anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I totally get that. I'm actually... Uh, this year is my fourth summer in Ottawa. Um, but I started when I started, um, it's cause I had moved here and I had, I moved in at the very beginning of summer. So I only second shot that year. So I didn't really, wasn't really working on my brand or you know marketing for myself. I was just mm-hmm. kind of trying to meet people. Um, so I totally resonate with a lot of what you just said there. Yeah. Where did you, funny. where did you move from? I'm actually from Calgary. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And how do you like Ottawa? <laughs> uh, I love it. It took some time. Um, I think I, I just like the adjustment of leaving all my family and friends and coming out here to live with my boyfriend and kind of being in a whole new city, kind of alone, not friends, no one, knew no one. It took a while to really fall in love with the city, but I do mm-hmm. love living here now. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah it, it was um, an adjustment. <laughs> yeah, uh, Calgary is beautiful. I mean, I've I've been Calgary slash Banff once. I mean, we kind of like just sped through Calgary, went to Banff, and I was just yeah. like, oh my gosh, I felt like I was like driving through an IMAX. It's just so gorgeous. <laughs> Did you go back to shoot there at all, or? Um, I tried to a lot. I was actually going back in March, and I had like three shoots lined up. I was super excited, and then Corona hit (laughs) so (laughs) yeah right but yeah Yeah. I try and go back at least once a year I think last year I just went back maybe once or twice actually um but yeah for sure and when I do go back I usually end up shooting something even if it's just a friend of mine and I'm like let's just go explore like it's different from what I'm used to and I like shooting in new places and trying new things and being creative it's most definitely a more enjoyable part of being a photographer when you just kind of go on a trip and you're like, you know what, I'm just going to take pictures of whatever for free because I just want to be creative and let that creativity flow because you can't always do that in business. (laughs) No, it's true. Yeah, it's finding that fine balance, right, of being creative and professional, right? Like, how do you balance these two? But it's like photography just is one of those industries where it kind of like is this blend of both worlds, which is great. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, So where do you get most of your clients now? You said when you first started, you were on Facebook. And what are some other steps you've taken now to get some steady inquiries? Truthfully, most of my inquiries come from word of mouth. um, So from past clients now uh, referring us. um, And still a lot comes from social media. I would say social media, I probably get like 60 to 75% of my inquiries through social media. Um, so I don't think it's as much people, you know, going online and searching Toronto Wedding Planner. I feel like they're doing that, but they're doing that on Instagram, like Toronto Wedding Planner. And then like, it's such a visual, art industry is such a visual industry. And I mean, I can speak for myself when I got married. That's how I found a lot of my vendors. I was just following hashtags on Instagram saying, mm-hmm. oh, I like this florist. 
who have they worked with before? Oh, so-and-so and so-and-so. Great, cool. And then I was like able to build. And even as a planner right now, still a lot of the time, that's how I will search for vendors for, for my clients. Um, I know quite a few, but if I'm looking for, like I have my, I have my go-tos 100%, especially now that I've built that. I mean, I think at first it was really this like, exciting time where I was like I don't know anybody now I have to go meet all these vendors which was really exciting and fun um, but now that I have my like group of people that I kind of tend to go towards it's always nice to kind of sprinkle in somebody that I haven't worked with yet who can bring a certain quality um, to the job yeah. but yeah I, I would say that for the most part that's where I find most of my most of my vendors and I think that most of uh, my couples find me through Instagram as well yeah what do you what's your best uh, Instagram like pro tip you can give <laughs> for <laughs> oh my gosh I wish marketing. I knew better I, I wish I yeah. knew more like I, I look at these people who have like 10,000 or 100,000 followers I'm like how I don't know <laughs> I don't know I think I there's um, so many other people that could answer this better than me but I would say probably just using relevant hashtags using beautiful photos that represent you using your own work I think I've seen so many I, I always take a look at like who's followed me and like usually follow them back. And so I've seen a few other planners recently follow me who are just starting out and I can tell that they're reposting work that's not theirs. And that's kind of a bit of a pet peeve of mine. And I know when we first started, we had nothing. So mm -hmm. I was posting photos from my wedding, from, you know, like the two weddings that we did for free. And then like, you know, it, it, it was a struggle uh, to kind of build a following and, and all that kind of stuff. But there's something to be said for posting your own work and, and not just because anybody can curate something beautiful and post it and say, hey, I'm a wedding planner. Um, so I think like beware of those people for sure. Um, and yeah, just try and get creative with your own. And if you don't have a portfolio, then do a styled shoot. That's a great way to meet people. Um, do a styled shoot. It, it takes nothing but time. That's it. Yeah. It's just your time. Yeah. And, um, or even, yeah, try and take some photos with your phone. Um, if you can like do like a tablescape setup at home and do something like that. If you're really struggling to find your kind of your, your own um, content, but, but yeah, I don't really have any pro tips, but that's it. Um, that's pretty good. <laughs> say, like, to, I, I, I definitely find it difficult. Um, I'm just one of those personalities that, if something doesn't like perfectly match together. And that's the struggle. We have so many images from so many different weddings and so many different photographers that all kind of, they don't necessarily all go together. Mm -hmm. um, so trying to find a way to make that look cohesive has always been a struggle for me, which is probably yeah. why I don't post more. Um, so it's, <laughs> it's a bit of a time suck, but there are apps out there like grids and yeah. preview where you can like move things around. I spend hours on it. I was going to say, you do a good <laughs> job for sure. It's something I notice with, quite a few wedding vendors that they'll their feed is like varies in style and it looks chaotic and crazy <laughs> which is fair enough because yeah they're not using like they're not in there with their own cameras on the day of taking pictures <laughs> yeah yeah and I'm, like I wish that was the talent that I had and I wish that I would have time on the day to go and then like you know and then edit them all and make them all look beautiful but truthfully it's just not the way it works and yeah we've got some things that are super colorful and pop and moody and then you know like really airy and light so it's just kind of like this weird thing trying to balance it all together like truthfully I'm still trying to find my brand like I'm still trying to figure it out and I think mm -hmm. that's okay things can shift and change and you want to appeal to the most amount of people but 
you also have to come up with what works for you and like what you enjoy. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you have any advice to anyone starting in your industry? Like a qu- quick pro tip or maybe not quick, <laughs> but <laughs> just an idea yeah, or thought. I haven't been very quick. I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. no, um, that's great. I love it. <laughs> um, I would say, like I was kind of saying before, um, if you're just starting out, this is something I did not do, but I do think that it is, I wish that I had, it had a, if I could go back, but I think I was at the time, I was just a little too scared. I was nervous. I didn't know. And um, I would say like going and finding somebody that you admire, another planner, reaching out to them, asking them, you know, to go for coffee and like kind of pick their brain, uh, see if maybe you can jump on as an intern for the summer. Uh, Cause they would love that. Um, and learn from them, learn from them and see what they do. Uh, after that, I would say, do like design some of your own stuff, do a styled shoot, meet other vendors, because nine times out of 10, you're going to get inquiries back from those shoots. So like I was saying, word of mouth, it's not just past clients. It's also past photographers or florists that I've worked with before who have referred me to their clients saying, oh yeah, if you're looking for a planner, go to this girl. So uh, I think that doing that stuff is really beneficial, not only for your portfolio, but just for your network. So I would say those, those things would be very beneficial. Yeah, for sure. I know when I first started, I I think my very first wedding I ever did, I was an assistant to the second shooter. It was unpaid. So I was just <laughs> watching them basically. Like I wasn't yeah. really doing anything. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think that whole summer, it was, a, it was when I graduated school. So it was like five or six years ago, six years ago now. And yeah, I like many times was like a third shooter or fourth shooter, like an assistant to a second shooter and I wouldn't get paid and I would just watch and observe. And it was so educational in so many ways, even just from the simple perspective of when I got my first wedding and went into that day. Sure. I was nervous as all hell, but I knew what a typical wedding day looked like. I understood the job that was expected of me. So I do like that. It's good to reach out to people and just, yeah. Yeah help them or just pick their brain over coffee for sure. Of course. And especially if you've never been through the process yourself, you know, I think that one of the things that I felt helpful and that gave me confidence that maybe it shouldn't have, because at the time, you know, I didn't necessarily know everything that was going on behind the scenes. I had a good idea again from walking, like from working in hospitality, I knew how the kitchen would kind of send out food. I would, I would know all that kind of stuff. Um, but having been through a wedding myself, I think was also very beneficial, um, knowing how things should flow and all that kind of stuff. Um, now most people would want to unplug on their day and I did I did and I will say that you know I planned the wedding myself and at the time I thought you know I don't need a planner I don't need a planner all this kind of stuff but what I did do was hire a really amazing month of coordinator who helped me immensely because putting everything together just as a couple you want to you want to unplug so no matter how much you think you can do it yourself even as a planner you need somebody who's extremely organized and dedicated like you want to be able to unplug and relax on that day so like having somebody there who you can trust to execute it is like amazing mm-hmm. yeah do you as a business owner outsource anything no I don't provide uh, rentals or anything like that so I don't um I know I mean we bring on 
day of coordinators if we need like extra hands or anything like that on the day but they're usually other planners that we've worked with before um but no nothing really yeah. do you <laughs> um I guess in a way like certain like I'll use Fiverr for different things if I'm struggling with like copywriting and I don't want to edit my own blog posts um like sometimes I'll like batch write like five and then it's like I'm not editing this for grammar or whatever so I'll just send it off um I did not I most definitely have <laughs> yeah yeah it's like have you heard of Fiverr no okay so it's this website you go on and there's so many people on there you could find any service and you just pay like five I mean there are really high-end services so I'm sure you could pay like a grand but most of them are like five to fifty bucks and you can pay people to do anything <laughs> literally there's so many like there's creative people like digital artists really? copywriters seo writers yeah all sorts of things that's um, so cool so i do that sometimes i'm not like a regular fiverr user or outsourcer um i do have like a whole program that keeps track of my clients um they're invoicing how much they owe if they sign the contract i can send mm. people um like all my um products and things that I offer through mm -hmm. that I, I would consider that outsourcing because then I guess so yeah I, I what, have to what do, do it. you what do you use is it HoneyBook it's called, or no it's called Dubsado right 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 yeah see I don't even use a program like that I do everything myself but I'm looking into yeah doing either Dubsado or HoneyBook because like just getting to a point now I'm like I it would just be great to just have that automatically done um taking the time to do it yourself is tedious <laughs> it is and it's funny too because you don't even realize how tedious it is until you get that service and now I'm like I can't mm -hmm. believe I mm -hmm. didn't have it before I mean a lot of them do cost a lot of money so it has to make sense in your business plan for sure and mm -hmm. I only just got Dubsado in January so I'm there's still a learning curve because you have to like yeah. input all the information right so it does take time but uh, I'm really happy with Dubsado. I really. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's been great. And I've heard good things about HoneyBook too. So. For sure. Yeah, I was planning on getting one of them this year. And literally then all this happened. I was like, eh, no. <laughs> so I'm, I'll probably wait until things clear up a little bit. And before yeah. I make any kind of crazy. Not, not that that's a crazy investment. Like it's a completely normal business <laughs> investment to yeah. make. And would make everything so much easier. But, you know, yeah. everything is crazy. Well, everything's delayed now and pushed back. And yeah, so yeah. it's really changing um, mm -hmm. wedding industries, like yearly income, <laughs> basically. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, gone. Exactly. It's moved to the next year. Yeah. Um, so do you have any kind of daily work habits or routines that you have maybe maybe recently done during COVID or things that help <laughs> <laughs> help your productivity? Um, you know, to be honest, the first like month or so I was like, I'm still going to be very busy, you know, like, um, now that so many of my weddings have postponed, there's just not that much work to do. And 2021 clients as well, initially, again, like I was seeing a lot of inquiries at the beginning of the year, but then now I think everybody's just kind of on hold. So I don't know about you, but I'm barely even getting 21, uh, 2021, um, inquiries. Um, and when I am, it's like, they want to know, but then they're like, well, we're still going to hold off and wait and see what happens with the world, and which is totally understandable. So in terms of like day-to-day -day stuff, specifically with the business, I 
I try to do some Instagram stuff every day. Um, I um, updated my website. I, you know, I am going to start a blog. I have not done that task yet, but I'm like, oh, I've got all this time. This makes so much sense now to do. Um, so I think I'm going to start a blog soon. Um, but nothing crazy, just kind of following up with clients. And I'm still working with everybody on a one-on-one -on -one basis to, to get all their ducks in a row so that we can pick up and and move to new dates. So um, some things still need to be done in that regard. So I'm just kind of taking taking care of those guys. And that's pretty much it. Uh, mm -hmm. This summer should be interesting. I'm, I'm probably going to start designing a few mood boards to do some styled shoots with some vendors this summer because we're all going to have a lot of time. And we should be at yeah. some point allowed to have like five people in a room. So yeah. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. How about you? Yeah, same. I was supposed to do a styled shoot next weekend, and it was actually in Prince Edward County, and I was going to take, like, three days off before. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, I lost my vacation. But uh, we're still planning on doing it just maybe June or July now, um, and which we're hoping will just enhance the shoots because we're going to have two, and we wanted to have kind of a variety. Like, they're two very opposite styles, um, so we now we're a little bit more hopeful that some more unique vendors can come in and maybe some from Toronto, maybe some from Ottawa, maybe just from, some from all over. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we'll see. My plan for the summer is kind of just see how things play out. <laughs> yeah, you never know, right? Do you have any advice or like ways that you manage with um, your specific field. So weddings, A, it's very, very specific to season. So the type, the time of year you're working and making money is all very condensed during one time of the year, obviously. Um, how do you kind of deal with that stress and that pressure just with work-life balance? Oh, summers. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you're right. Um, I feel like I spend a lot of my time out like at the scene um during the summertime but a lot of the work that I was saying that happens before like there's there's a year's worth of work that goes into to planning a wedding um it, it happens uh, and I, I work from home and that, at first I found that was quite isolating like I don't know about you of course you work like for yourself I don't know if you like get out to go to coffee shops or anything like that to like do your work sometimes I'll do that in the winter time I've gotten quite used to it now so when everybody's like going into self-isolation during this time I was like oh well pretty used to it now <laughs> <laughs> um but the summertime like I actually quite love it uh, I just try to manage my time properly um because having the weddings coming up means I have to I usually do, I always do month of coordination, no matter what package I'm doing. So I'll start a month in advance. Um, so it's usually quite staggered uh, week to week. I, I have yet to have any weddings that like two on the same weekend or anything like that. So usually just stagger it. So I'll, I'll start with my, with my face-to-face -face meeting with them for one week. And then the following week will be, okay, we'll do, you know, a walkthrough of the venue. And then the same week that I'm doing a walkthrough of the venue, I'll also be meeting with my client for the next yeah. month, you know, right. so it's just staggering and like time management um and then when you do have a weekend off like oh my gosh time to go do something with friends or anything I think the one thing that is great about it this industry though is like yes we work on the weekends but we have so much time throughout the week to do whatever not whatever we want there's still a lot of work to be done 
but there's still a lot of time. Uh, you've got evenings and daytime and all that kind of stuff that you can see your friends or family and, and do all that. So I think just managing your time properly is important. Yeah. And then the last question is celebrating failure. So is there any moments <laughs> that you've made boo-boo <laughs> to be polite and you learned from it and now maybe you can uh, prevent other people from making the same mistake? Hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a very good question. I, I, I wouldn't say necessarily mistakes, but there are definitely things that I've learned that, you know, okay, I might do this differently next time. Um, for instance, I was telling you about that, that wedding that I did in the county where, um, you know, we had to get so many vendors coming in and out. And um, it was a whole different kind of style of wedding. So it's a full planning package, but when you are building a venue, essentially from the ground up, you become not only the planner, but the building, but the venue manager and the person that is the go-to for everything now. So I was, I was wearing like 10 different hats this day. I could have used probably a few more hands on site. And I think that just being able to delegate and, and, and that would have probably been more useful for me as opposed to just trying to do it all. Um, it still went off without a hitch. It was still a beautiful day. Uh, but was I working for like 20 hours that day? A hundred percent. So I think just knowing when to say, okay, I need to bring somebody on to take care of this component and that, and I will take care of this component would have made the day a little bit uh, smoother on my end. Um, and then again, I would say, knowing who you want to work with. Um, so I think that I've made not mistakes, but these were learning curves for me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, after maybe meeting some clients that you're like, I'm not sure if I necessarily click with these people or the vision that they're going for. Um, again, there's just that power of saying no, um, or determining whether or not that that job is going to be worth it for you in the long run. Like, is it going to be worth it for your portfolio? Is it going to be worth it for your time? Um, so knowing those things now, uh, I think I'm better able to to gauge that when I'm meeting people or speaking with people for the first time, knowing whether a, yeah, like, am I going to need more people to execute this wedding? Um, is that going to be worth it for this package? Do I need to make adjustments? Um, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know if I've answered your question, but no, that for sure does. And it actually reminded me of another question. Um, what's one thing that's taken your business from like zero to 100? The one thing that's kind of leveled you up? Did I ask that? Oh my goodness. No, you didn't. Okay. But, I mean, I would hardly say that I'm at 100. But, uh, but I would say I, I think we have touched on this a little bit. Like you didn't quite ask that question. But I would say um, just really like discovering what your brand is and sticking to it. Um, and and then building that. Um, so, so like doing things like styled shoots and continuing to work and continuing to network. Um, I recently joined this community in Toronto called The Wedding Co. Um, and I had met, I, I had heard about them through a group of uh, other vendors that I worked with on a styled shoot last spring. And they were like, oh, that's well, great for networking. You get, get to meet so many people and bounce ideas and they do conferences and things like that. So you really learn how to grow your business in this industry. Um, so that I felt actually was quite helpful because I was able to go into this space and meet a bunch of amazing vendors. So not only, you know, florists and photographers and things like that, but other planners. And that was a great way to kind of like break down these walls in an industry where people are so competitive against each other and it was so mm -hmm. it was such a relief to meet 
other planners and become friends with them and know that, you know, I can lean on them and they can lean on me. And I have like a weekly phone call with one of the other girls who's also a planner going through the same thing as me. Um, and I, I, I think that it's important to just, even though we all work for ourselves, to have that community. Um, so you all know what's going on in the industry and in our community and can kind of grow off of each other. Again, don't know if I answered your question, but it it sure (laughs) does. That's, I love this question because everyone answers it so differently. It's just so cool to hear. Um, for sure. Do you have any kind of advice or any, just anything you want to add to finish on? You can even like plug yourself if you want. (laughs) Gosh, no, (laughs) I don't, I I would not even know what to say. I mean, I guess just given the circumstances, like everybody just stay strong and like, you know, find this time, use this time to like find things that you can do in your industry that are different and groundbreaking and make sure you find the silver linings and everything because yes, this is not ideal, uh, but you know, we'll make it through and we'll be stronger and there'll be more creative ways. And hopefully this will give us a chance to, to like you said at the beginning, um, you know, to, to remember what weddings are all about in the first place. Um, it's about being with the people that you love and it's about marrying the one you love. Um, so we need to kind of keep that in mind. It's not about anything else other than that. Yeah, it's so true. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's it. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, it was so nice chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, thank you so much for saying yes and <laughs> answering all the questions and giving us your insight. Thanks again. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I do just want to say that this is the second last episode of season one. Next week is the last scheduled and planned episode. So if you'd be so kind as to head to Apple Podcasts and give it a five-star rating, review it, subscribe, and stay tuned for season two because I will be doing that later this year. Thank you so much for checking this out and see you later. Thanks for listening in. Remember to check us out on Instagram at What the Business Podcast. See you at the next episode.